Welcome to another episode of Behind the Studs, your home improvement and remodeling podcast, where the two most entertaining guys discuss the do's and don'ts in home construction and in the remodeling industry. Remember that you can nail it, paint it, or just tune into the show. How about that? Uh, here are your hosts, Colin Shaw and Jimmy Driscoll. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Studs. Hey, Jim. Howdy. Jesus. <laughs> it's going to be one of those shows, isn't it? Uh, it's going to be one I of those tell shows. already. This is not, oh my gosh. Okay. It's been a day. It has been a day it's for been you. been a day. Yeah. I'm still glad I'm above ground, but just barely. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're happy too. Oh my God. That's right. We got a great guest today. Yes, we do. Yeah. My savior. Your savior. Oh, yeah. It's All so right. Many... Oh, yeah. 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 So, so we have Jen DeBurrow. Yeah. Jen DeBurrow. Yeah. Of- a pra- she's an appraiser. She's an appraiser. Right. Which is going to be awesome. Right. Which some people need to know. And Absolutely. Get some education because I certainly got an education from this because she's appraised my, she appraised my property up in New Hampshire. Okay. More than once. <laughs> As a matter of fact, third time was the charm. Third time the charm. When I was going with Total Mortgages, they said, uh, yeah, we got an appraiser, but the appraiser was so far. And I go, wait, wait a minute. Wait, I got somebody. I got somebody. She's a firecracker. She knows my place. She can do it really, really quick. And she's yep. like, bang. She knocked in a week, right? You did it in a week, right, Jen? Yes, I did. Yeah. Well, Jen, welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you, Jen, for coming. Really appreciate it. Yes, really we do. appreciate it. Uh, but <laughs> Thanks for having me. Before we start the no, show, geez, here it comes. She's no had this pressure. whole long Jen, ordeal with our producer please. about this subject. Please. Okay. And, and please. 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 <laughs> please. I beg right. of you. I beg of you. <laughs> All right. Don't mislead. What do you put? On your hot dog. Ketchup. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> he, for some odd reason, yeah. thinks that nobody should put ketchup on a hot dog, but everybody does, I think, except that for him. So <laughs> so, that's that's the only thing I put on my hot dog. What? what? Yes. I, I don't understand why you're so shocked that is at this. why our country is going to pot. That is why. <laughs> it's all to do with the hot dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> My only over- son would not have ketchup on his hot dog. That's what. Really? God bless him. Yeah. God bless him. He should run for he president. Put, what does he put on his hot dog? <laughs> he would what? not. You no. Know. What, do what does he put? Mustard? Mustard and relish. And relish. Okay. See? That's all right. So, and my point is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're going to let relish get through this? Absolutely. Over ketchup? And sauerkraut <laughs> if you want it. I'm not a sauerkraut fan. You are sauerkraut. Oh. See, oh, all please, right, now, yeah. hold on. When you go to Fenway, here we go. Yeah. Jen, <laughs> when you go to Fenway Park and you <laughs> order a hot dog, they don't give you ketchup. They give you mustard. Fooled it. Yep. They but... you bring your own ketchup. Unless oh. you get one. They have ketchup there. No, they don't. <laughs> they do. Bullshit. What are you going to eat your French fries with? Do you get French fries at Fenway Park? Do I don't you? know. I don't yes. go to Fenway Park. Joe? Yes. Okay. Fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to the wrong person about ketchup. I put ketchup on everything. Oh, Pizza, really? yeah. every, everything. What? Everything. Oh, really? And oh. I really do have ketchup packets in my car. <laughs> because I only eat Heinz ketchup because some of these other places serve like that cheap ugh, yuck yep. ketchup. So yeah. I need <laughs> mustard people on the show. 
please email me and tell me. Jen, you're you're welcome back anytime. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I can't, I can't believe it. I'm having a freaking meltdown. Over a hot dog. Over a hot dog. And this is what has made your day bad. No, this just right, this right? Just took it over to the end. Because okay. last night Caleb, our sound guy, was over the house and he doesn't like food. And we got him hot dogs and he pours ketchup on him. I'm like, what are you doing? You are the Antichrist, I told him. He's like, no. He's like, no. like ketchup. And I'm like, no one eats ketchup. You're the only one who eats ketchup. And I'm surrounded by people. <laughs> now we can't find anybody who doesn't use ketchup. That's right. <laughs> I'm, on a, I'm on a quest. I'm on a quest. Oh, Lord. Somebody oh. save me. Yes. Save me so, somebody call in. Maybe it's because I'm Lithuanian and Irish. Maybe that's why. I don't know. I don't know either. That's got to be because that's I grew up, you know, it just doesn't exist. It didn't exist in my universe and it never will. And I just can't understand. (laughs) And I just have to accept it and I won't. I just, just, I'm having a hard time. So, 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 Jen, when you're, when you're not putting ketchup on everything, yeah. what, 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 do you, what do you do for a living? <laughs> Let's get off the show now, okay? I'm going to try to segue here. <laughs> so, I am a real estate appraiser. Okay. Um, so, I do most of, my real, most of my work is for uh, lenders doing, you know, banks for people who are refinancing. Okay. But I do do some, um, you know, trust, divorces, tax um, appraisals. Um, but the more prevalent is obviously the, the lending end of the spectrum. Yeah. You're slammed right now too. You're yeah. Slammed. Yeah. slammed. Yeah. Well, yeah. It coincides with the interest rates being extremely low. Right. Yep. right. Um, de- supply and demand are completely, um, off balance. There's very little supply and very high demand because of the interest rates. Right. So, right. Yes. There's no inventory out there right now. There's no inventory. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is driving prices like uh, um, astronomically high. Like I've never seen prices the way that they are they are right now. Even in even after the um, subprime crash, you know, and it you know that it went up fast. But I yeah. never thought prices would be the way they are right now for where I am in Massachusetts. Right. Yeah, but it's like that everywhere too. I mean, a house just somebody's been working on a house. I knew they were going to flip it eventually. It's yeah. right on my street, and it's just it's a raised ranch. It's three bedrooms. It's exactly yeah. a raised ranch. Yeah. And it's like four hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars, and I'm yeah. like, what? I mean, I paid three eighty for my house. Right. <laughs> you know, and this was like fifteen years ago. But yeah, I just so so. But I think so what people are looking at is just that final number. All people care about is their yeah. mortgage amount. They, at the end of the day, they don't care what they're paying for the house. They just yeah. care about that that monthly mortgage payment. So when you're looking at the interest rate being two point eight, and you're you know comparing it to the price of the house, yeah. they're just mm-hmm. looking at that that number over thirty years. So that's I mean, which is extremely low. You know, the interest right. rates are extremely low. So that's what's driving the. The price mm-hmm. is up, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So how do you, um, I, I guess it must be difficult because, you know, you went from like a year ago saying something would be 250 and now you're saying it's 350. So yeah. how do you, how do you make that 
switch, that adjustment? Is it based on comp set? Is it based it's, on yeah, it's, what? It's based, it's all based on data. So we just look at the, the sale. Um, we look at, you know, surrounding properties in comparable neighborhoods, obviously real estate's yeah. all about location. Sure. Um, and you know, we can't go, we can't search a different location to get the price to where the people want it to be, I guess, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, which is which happened which happened a lot during the subprime market when we were dealing directly with the mortgage brokers, which we don't deal with anymore. We don't have any contact with the mortgage brokers. Um, we just deal with AMCs, which that's how the the appraisal work is filtered through. So it's based on territory. Um, but we were dealing with a lot of pressure from you know the mortgage lenders telling us what the values needed to come in at, which is completely wow. illegal, and it just right. yeah, right, yeah, right. just completely right. took a turn, you know. Right. Wow. So yeah. you're, you're you're under a lot of regulation now. It's really changed. We yeah. are, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. before you could do what you, before you could do what you really wanted to do. Right. That was before. Well, yeah, they have. Uh, there's always been there's always been regulations, but now they're they're extremely strict with um with location distance how far the the um, appraiser's traveling the competency of, of the appraiser obviously um yeah it's way more restricted but it's but if you're a good appraiser you should stay in the areas that you know so you can defend your value and your price and you know okay. and be confident about it you know right. So they really want an appraiser who's in that area. They don't want someone who's traveling 30, 40 miles away to appraise a house, correct? Yes. For instance, I just did an appraisal in my town, and the appraisal came in $40,000 less than what the purchase price, the agreed contract price. Wow. And the mortgage, and the realtor said to me, wow, I would have been better off with an appraiser that was from out of town or maybe didn't know the area so well. Yeah. And I kind of just chuckled at them. And then a few days later, I got the updated purchase and sales, which was $40,000 less than what the part, than what the people were agreeing to pay for it. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. And the, and when I had, you know, asked the real estate agent, how did he come up with this value? And he gave me comps that were in far superior neighborhoods than this property. And, and there were plenty of comparables in the neighborhood that he didn't need to go into you know, huh. three miles away, but that's what they're yeah. doing to sort of, you know, um, come up with their value because they have, you know, a lot of these places have 20, you know, offers. I, I did a place that had 88 offers on it. Come on. 88. 88. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Where, where was the house sitting? What, at a hot dog stand or something? <laughs> what? <laughs> it was just in that price range of affordability. And that's just, yeah. and it's a city and it's just, and it just shows oh, you that the inventory wow. is so low. Now, now what is, what is the rule on that? Now, if somebody's paying cash, they could pay way over the asking price if they want to. But if you're trying to get a mortgage on this, you can't yep. go higher than what? The appraisal or the assessment? What is... So it's the appraisal. So you can't, so the bank is not going to lend higher than what the appraised value comes in at. Okay. So what's happening today is that a lot of people are writing up purchase and sales and they're saying in the, you know, in the addendum that they will pay over because they know that it's not going to appraise. So they'll come up with the extra cash to pay over whatever the bank is not going to allow them to borrow. Gotcha. again is driving the market up too. Those people, those people in the cash buyers are what's driving the market up when you're at the high end of, of a market, you know, 
those right. middle value range people, you know, whatever you, the medium income of whatever your town is, you know, those are, those are still, there's still a lot of data for those types of homes, but for mm -hmm. the higher end stuff, um, you know, the cash buyers are what's driving up the market. Interesting. Yeah. How long have you been doing this? Um, I've, I want to say 15 years, but I'm, I'm going to stick with 15. It's probably more. <laughs> <laughs> really? We're going yeah. 15. I'm yeah, stuck on 15. Yeah. You did it right out of high school. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many, uh, how many hours like a week do you work on? Because it's the business is so crazy. How, so yeah, so right now I'm probably working 60, 70 hours Jeez. a week. Yeah. yeah. But I just said, and, and that, and this has been since COVID hit, you know, we were, we worked right through and I thought I was going to get a break, but then they told me I was part of the financial industry. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I never thought an appraiser would be an essential worker, but apparently right. people still need their money. <laughs> we, we thought the wow. same thing as home yeah. improvement. I'm like, really? We're yeah. essential? Oh my God. <laughs> essential, All right. and you guys yeah. have been, I mean, you can't even find you guys, you know, nope. you, can't you can't find can't. workers. Yeah. Nope. Um, yeah. So it's crazy, but I did just say that I needed to, um, I'm sort of, you know, um, trying to, do my schedule better so I don't have to put in all those hours because That's I have a lot of other stuff I want to be doing now. <laughs> now, how do you become an appraiser? So you have to, um, you have to do an apprenticeship for, I think it's two years and you know what? I haven't done it in a long time, but I think it's, yeah. you have to work under someone as a trainee for 250 hours. I think it is, wow. um, or two years. Um, and then you can go for your, then you go for your state license. So every state you have to, you have to go through a test. So, so there are states that are reciprocal, like Massachusetts and New Hampshire are reciprocal and Maine. Okay. So once you get your mass license, you just, you just apply for the reciprocal to be a reciprocal, um, in that state. And they just, you know, they send you that. Um, but then you have to do all your continuing education classes every year, huh. um, you know, to keep up with the standards and anything else. Yeah. 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 Huh. But it's very difficult to get into because, um, a lot of the um, banks don't accept trainees signatures anymore sure. because of the subprime market. So that's yeah. what, that's, what's making it difficult. When we go to our classes, the only people that you're really seeing get into the industry are like children of appraisers because they have the time to train their kids and they, yeah. they want to, you know, right. There is still a shortage of appraisers. So really? Huh. Okay. Yeah. And New Hampshire, Jimmy, a lot. Wow. New Hampshire. Yeah. I think like the average age of an appraiser in New Hampshire is like 62. And so every year we get the list of the number of appraisers in New Hampshire and it goes down every year because the people that are retiring, there's not that many people getting into the industry. So it's making for a shortage. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. wow. When are you retiring? Oh God! <laughs> right, you, do you love your job? Do you love it? I do love my job. Yeah. You know what Good. I love? I have two boys. I love the flexibility of it. I'm my own boss. I did yeah. work for a bank at one, you know, a couple of years ago, I did uh, run their in-house appraisal company. I was the president of their, you know, more of their um, appraisal. And I just didn't, I, after working for yourself for so many years and then going into work and it wasn't even, I was still my own boss there, but it just was more of a manageable management, you know, position. And I just really didn't enjoy that aspect of it. I like being yeah. able to, you know, I wake up at five, I'm at my desk, I'm in my pajamas, I'm working. <laughs> I go take a shower when I want. Yeah, um, that's you know, right. I yep. was, my kids were young. I was, you know, I 
picked them up from school. I was, you know, at the house when the bus dropped them off. So flexibility. And I work Saturdays and Sundays. So, yeah. you know, I could, I make my schedule that way. So yes, I, I really do enjoy it. And it's, and I make a great salary. I, you know, I do make yeah. a good salary. Good. So let me yeah. ask you. So basically your, your hours of operation. So you go out and you appraise houses like a couple days a week and then you're in the office and you're yes. doing your numbers all the time. Is that how that works? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So normally on Mondays and Wednesdays, I go out on the road and I do most of my inspections. Um, I do do some on, on Saturdays because a lot of people don't work on Saturdays. I like to be flexible. I don't like to have people take off days just to have the appraisal done because that sort of defeats the purpose. Mm -hmm. um, but now with COVID, I mean, a lot of people are working from home. So it's been great because they don't have any issues with me coming at any time of the day. And um, so it's been really good. So I haven't been really on the road on Saturdays right. um, more in the office. So yeah, office work on Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah. All right. Do so you, do, do you ever get private appraisers? Like find, they find you and go, listen, I would like to get an appraisal on my house yes. to see what it costs and you, and they so, would pay you directly. So with those type of people that call me and say, you know, I want an appraisal, I want an appraisal on my house because I want to put it on the market. Yeah. I always tell them that I don't want to waste their money because they can call a real estate agent and the real estate agent is going to do that for free. Yeah. They don't need a physical report to put their house on the market unless they need it to sell it to a friend and, you know, and it's not going through a real estate agent, then, then yes. Like I'm, I'm doing one now that's a trust that, you know, they're splitting the, um, mm -hmm. I, I'm doing it for the value of the house because they're yeah. splitting the, um, the, their inheritance three ways through the kids. So they need to know the value of the house. Yeah. Not yeah. It. One of the sisters is buying it. Um, so in that case, that's a private appraisal, but to put your house on the market, I, I just say, call a real estate agent and call mm -hmm. a local real estate agent. Don't right. call someone that's not in your town, which a lot of people get caught up with calling their friends that don't live in their town. And right. it just really doesn't make any sense. But right. I, I tell yeah. my customers when they're talking about that and you know, trying to figure out what they should do to their house, you know, before they go to sell. Yeah. And I'm like, just drive around the neighborhood, look yeah. at the signs, and you're yeah. going to see a name that keeps popping up over and over again. That's the person to call because they they have a finger on the pulse of what's going on in your neighborhood. Yeah. So, and you right. know what? It's sometimes good to call more than one because you get more than one perspective of, you know, people all sure. obviously see things differently and, and know, you know, they may have someone in their office. And we are seeing that a lot, too, that, you know, a lot of the purchase and sales that are coming over that the house has never even hit the market, which to me in this market is absolutely crazy why a seller would agree to that because why not put your house on the market and have 50 offers? And what mm -hmm. if there is a cash offer that it doesn't matter what the appraisal is going to come in at and someone's exactly. willing to pay for it. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I don't, yeah. So that, that is happening a lot because you know, the inter office people are going, Oh, I have a buyer for this and they bring them and they, it doesn't even hit the market. So. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Are you seeing a since you're in Massachusetts, and you're doing some New Hampshire where you are? I'm are, doing more you, New Hampshire. I live on the border of New Hampshire, so I do. Perfect. I actually do more New Hampshire right now than I do Mass. Are hmm. you seeing a more influx of people from Massachusetts going to New Hampshire, or like all? Oh different my God! Types? By the droves, they are leaving Massachusetts like crazy and getting really? New Hampshire. Because of taxes, is taxes. that why? Yeah. yeah. And they're just sick of Massachusetts politics. I think. Really? Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah, a ton. You know, those yeah. vacation spots and yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. And I know, I know it's because, you know, you appraised my place up in New Hampshire and it yep. is amazing. It is just, it's just booming. I mean, crazy. if I, if I wanted to go up there as a handyman and get a job, I'd, it, it's like, it's crazy. I could be working 80 hours a week. No problem. Easy. You could. I've done a yeah. lot of construction people's houses lately that are refinancing themselves. And I always say to them, how busy are you? And they're like, oh my God, crazy. Yeah, well, flat out. Crazy. You know, when we talked before off the air, when I, when I would, we were getting you on the show, you were telling me something that I wasn't even aware of it. I don't think a lot of people are aware of this. When they're getting an appraisal done on their house, you told me if you walk into a house and you see construction going on in the house, yeah. the appraisal stops right then and there. It's done. You can't well, go any we further. Don't, we, don't, we don't stop. We just inform them that the bank is not going to loan on um, something that is under construction. So depending on the scope of the what they're doing, if they have walls down and bathrooms you know, ripped apart, then the appraisal will be made subject to them completing that. They need to complete that before the bank would, would lend on it. Obviously, unless they're going for a construction loan, that's a different story. But yeah, right. So right. if something's done, it has to be major, not, nothing minor. Like if they're, you know, doing new floors and the floors are, you know, we just make note of that and they're and it's, you know, in the process of them completing it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, but any type of, yeah, a lot of people, um, think that they can start a project and sometimes they don't finish it. And then it's, you know, sitting there walls open and right. toilets not done. So yeah, that has to be done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. That's good yeah. to know for the audience when Absolutely. they hear that, you know, because yeah. people are hot to try to do that right now anyway. So sure. somebody gives you a call, you show up to the house, take us yep. through the steps of what an appraisal actually is. Sure. We just, we measure the exterior. We take pictures of the exterior Mm -hmm. um, and then we just walk through the house, you know, talk to the homeowner, ask them about any updates they've done to the property. Um, just get all the information on heating, you know, if it's private well or septic um, and, and just and basically just walk through the house. So we we check, obviously, for the quality of construction, mm -hmm. the number of bedrooms, the number of bathrooms. Um, and this is always interesting because when you have a raised ranch, a lot of mm -hmm. people think that, oh, well, we have four bedrooms. We have one <laughs> on the first floor and then we have three upstairs. And uh -huh. for us, that really is not how it works because Fannie and Freddie say that, you know, anything below ground, even if it's a full basement with a full windows and a full walkout is still considered a basement. So we have a different section in our report that we put that information on. And then I always get calls. Um, you forgot my bedroom. And I'm like, no, you have to read the section in the report that states, you know, the bedroom. But, and then they say, well, it's not in the basement because it's a full walkout. But yeah. technically for us, the, the raised ranches, the splits are basements, you know, they're still below ground. So, so we try to we try to educate the the homeowner on that because you know sometimes people get upset with you because they think that that's going to you know make their appraisal come in lower and it's not because we just compare it to similar houses like that you know that's why we don't look at a split and compare it to a colonial because it's a whole different style of house right, right. so you what know? does so what does uh, make a bedroom like on uh, ground level and above so, so a bedroom just has to have, <clears throat> it has to be a minimum of 70 square feet. Okay. It has to have at least seven foot ceilings. 
Mm -hmm. It has to have its own egress. So you can't walk through one room to get to the next room. And it has to have a window, an operating window. Okay. So, so it the misnomer about a closet. For us, this is the big debate with the closet. Yep, yep. I guess you have to look at the house and you have to think about what time period the house was built in. If it's a modern house that was built like within the last 30 years, mm -hmm. I, I, you guys know as builders, you're building bedrooms with closets. People yeah, right. want closets. Yes. <laughs> a house in 1900 or 1800 may not have mm -hmm. a closet because they didn't have they didn't have their wardrobes back then. You know what I mean? Yep. So you have to look at the era and, and what the, house what today's market is calling for and what this and what the utility of the house you know the style is right um, you know because there's so many debates on bedrooms and, well it used to be a closet was an indicator you know back yes, a while but, ago i'm going and back now for ways. us it's no more you don't need right. it when i started appraising it had to have a closet to be considered a bedroom yep, yep. They've, they've since gone away with that rule and now it, it's just you have to it has to be a minimum, you know, size. And I guess Egress at the end of the day, you could really use any room as a bedroom, right? I mean, you could use your right. dining room if you wanted to as a bedroom. Right. right. I mean, I don't know. But is that is that and obviously that, the septic will, you know, in New right. a lot of towns that have septic, that will yeah. dictate what how many bedrooms you have. Correct. So yeah. does that um ah, ah damn it. <laughs> Catch up. Oh, I can't believe I just. Yeah, go have a hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. Um, so does that? Oh, that's what this is. What just shut up. So anyway, does that stand also in New Hampshire? What you just what we were just talking about? That's everywhere. Oh, okay. All right. That's everywhere. So I got to back up a second. Um, when you were talking about the basement, so yeah. my I'm thinking about my property now that you appraised. Yeah. Finishing the basement. And I wanted to put the bedrooms upstairs, downstairs. Yeah. Is that something that I could do? You, you... Well, you have sort of a little bit of a unique situation because where your property is on the lake, yeah. a lot of times you have that reverse layout where you have the bedrooms and, and bathroom in the basement. And then you have all your living space on the on the top floor because you want to have the view. That's, right. that's very common. Like, all right. So that's know, something I could do. It's yeah. something I could do. All right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just don't want to end up doing it and just like, nah. No, no but no. No, he has but no you're, on, you're on septic there too, so you'll be, you would be fine. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Jen. Thanks. See? That's you're See? All right. You, you just redeemed yourself. <laughs> That's what it comes oh my yeah. god i'm I, never going to be able to eat a hot dog without thinking about you now <laughs> that's right that's right that's oh right, right. In, sec in secrecy you just do yeah. ever <laughs> give ever give up hot dogs give up hot dogs it's yeah. not amazing oh my god he's he's such a nice guy but he gets so upset when i put ketchup on a hot dog <laughs> 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 you, know, you know what you know what colin hates and then we'll get oh, back geez, to the show. Sorry, great. Yeah, God, sure, tell him what you hate. Sardines. He hates sardines. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, Jen and I are on the same page. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You're out. You don't know how to live. You're out. <laughs> you don't know how to live. You're so, you're so sheltered. <laughs> Both of you. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, let's get back to the show. Right. Yeah. Back to the show, yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by Heinz. Humble. Not in Humble. Not. I'm all hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, is there a standard fee uh, that people pay for an appraisal, or does it depend on the size of the house or anything else that goes into it? Um. So the AMCs have all different fees that you know 
because they take part of our fee, some of them. Um, so there are, it ranges from, I would say, 350 to, for a single family now, maybe 350 to about 550. Okay. But that's for me. I know that different states are different. I heard, I heard New York is very low with their appraisal values. I did a class. Yeah. I was very surprised to hear that. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was 400. Mine was 400. Mine was 400. Yeah. Yours was 400. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And obviously like anything over a million dollars is, is more, I charge between seven to $800 for anything over a million. And mm-hmm. then, um, from one to four families is, is more, you know, between five and, and $600. So do you come up with your price after you find out what the square footage is on the house? Like if it was 6,500 square feet, no, nope. you adjust your price. No, no. Nope. So when the bank sends us the order, when the AMC send us the appraisal order, we see what the address is. We see what they're offering to pay. And then we can either accept it or we can conditionally accept it and say, you know, this is why my fee is this way because it's, you know, waterfront and blah, blah, blah. And I think that's what I did on yours, Jim, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jen. Sorry. (laughs) Well, yours was a very complex property. So um, the complexity definitely, I mean, you have to manage your time appropriately. And why am I going to accept an appraisal order from one AMC if they're paying less than another? I'm going to, you know. It makes total sense because I know mine was a challenge because where I was, where I am in my town, it was unique because there's nothing. There's nothing. There was nothing out there that's selling in my town. Right. And that was on the water, on the water. And you have like you have such a you have you're like on a peninsula there, so you yeah. are completely like yeah yeah, yeah so it yeah. was tough, and I I totally understood that, and I was like, hmm, what are we gonna do? You know, drum <laughs> roll, please. We, it, it, like it, we're it a team here great. doing this. Yeah, like, all right. Nice. You know, I was like, wow. I was like, I I never knew I never knew the complexity of this. And that's why I said, I think this would be really good to have you on the show since our show is called behind the studs. It's got a lot more to do than just building this. Right. All, this all gets tied in together, especially what's going mm-hmm. on right now with sure. the interest rates and stuff like that. It, you know, I'm sure we'll get some great feedback from, from the audience like we do. On do what, you have a lot of people that you're dealing with that are going for like construction loans to do, you know, renovations on their houses? Or are you finding more people are doing like decks and that sort of thing? Uh-huh. Decks are ridiculous yeah, right yeah. now. They're ridiculous. And it's just like, it's yeah. just like, we'll see you next year. Hopefully we'll yeah, have right. for you. Mm-hmm. That's the terrible thing. I've been asked twice to do, to be the subcontractor on construction loans because they won't give it to the homeowner. Yeah. And um, I'm really going to wait. I'm really going to get out of that. Um, I'm not, I don't like that. It's, it's yeah. really too, done oh, that yeah. too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's too much of a, it's a really. A long tough. process. It's a it long is. process. And trying yeah. to get paid to be honest with you you know yeah. they have to come and do the inspection and then it has yeah. to be submitted to the homeowner and the contract you both have to sign the check and yeah. it just takes forever um yeah. and, it's, and it's tough it is tough yeah. yeah i won't do that again i really won't <laughs> yeah i won't i mean i think i'm glad i'm helping you out and stuff but it's just like oh there's it's the a email. lot of work it's yeah. a lot of extra yeah. for us yeah so yeah now how do you so i would think you know you walk into say a bathroom and yeah. you know it you know, I, I just kind of help me with this part of it. Sure. So somebody does, you know, subway tile on the shower and everything, trying to keep it classic and keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Um, 
is there other things that they could do that an appraiser would walk in and go, wow, this is actually beautiful. You know, it should probably be worth more than just a regular bathroom. I mean, what is it that they should be looking at to put in these different parts of the house to wow, to wow an appraiser? Good question. Thank you. Well, so I guess that's sort of a complex question because you have to look at um, the neighborhood and the values because you don't want someone to over improve their property for where right. it's located. Won't get your yeah. money. Right. You won't yeah. make your right. money. Right. And you see that a lot now with like hardscape, people putting in a hundred thousand dollars worth of hardscape in their pro right. in their backyards, but it's really not conforming to the neighborhood because nobody else is doing that because it's you know, there are a believe there are tons of neighborhoods that are doing that, but then you get yeah. that neighborhood that nobody has any hardscape and the sort of the home doesn't conform to a hundred thousand dollar you know, landscape project that these people did, but because the guy's a landscaper and now he thinks that that's going to make his value go up a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Um, so I guess it's, it's more of what your town, you know, the conforming, you can always upgrade and it's, you know, the obviously kitchens and bathrooms are your biggest expenses. So I always tell everybody, if you're going to upgrade anything for value, do your kitchens and bathrooms, you know I mean? Right. The other thing is like people, aren't doing like jacuzzi tubs anymore. You know, they're doing a massive showers with the mm -hmm. rain heads and <laughs> yep. you know, seats. I mean, those are the things you just want to keep up with what today, what people today are looking for. So, you know, you're not going to do an addition with this big tub and uh, you know, you, you want to conform to what people are looking for today. I guess that's, you know, okay. um, your biggest thing, you know? Yeah. Thank you. So call it. So I would get rid of your avocado tile. You would? Your yeah. <laughs> and your avocado <laughs> Maybe Jen likes that. <laughs> yeah, she, she may I like do avocado. Like retro. She yeah. shows up in a go-go skirt. <laughs> yeah. you know? hey, I do like retro. I always tell my uh, customers when I go into those pink and green and blue bathrooms, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's going to come back. Don't worry. No, <laughs> it's definitely going to come back. I know that. Well, it did try to make a comeback at one point. They were putting them back out again. Like the different, you know, toilets that were, you know, pink and blues yep. and everything else, but rose colored toilets. Yeah, yeah, nobody, nobody bit. No, nope. <laughs> they're like, not yeah, yet. we're not ready yet. No, we're not dead yet. <laughs> no. wait, wait till everybody. Yeah, back. yeah. No. So I get another. So that question about uh, improving the house. So here's a good thing. Mm -hmm. So I put solar panels on my house. Wow, there you go. Yeah, and I'm yeah. leasing them, and I'm not. I didn't buy them. I yep. leased. But we, does that no value? Them? No, really. Zero. Wow. We, huh. No not if not if they're leased. If they're owned, yes, but if they're leased, no. Good. Huh. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Right. They they do not allow us to do anything on leased, um, anything leased. Anything. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. That. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. Huh. All right. All right. Yeah. So go gotta buy them before you sell your house. You have to buy them. Yes. And yep. then what kind of what kind of uh, return do you get on that? Do you think do you get your so money back or? It all depends on the wattage of the um, solar, what they give off. There's like a uh. spreadsheet that you punch in the numbers and it will kind of give you what the value of the solar panels are worth. Interesting. Okay. But we also need to find something, you know, a comparable sale with similar solar panels. Oh, you ain't going to find that yet anywhere. Well, it, it, it's, no, it's, I am. it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. I know it is. Yep. Yeah, I, it's it should coming. Come, yeah. The, well, I just found out, too, because I've been talking to some people who are into the energy that, that work for, like, Eversource and stuff like that. Excuse me. There is another – well, I'll tell this to the audience, too. There's another 
tax incentive that's out came out this month, and it's getting a, it's getting a lot better. And I'm telling you too, if you own your own business, if you yeah. have a business, uh, a guy here that I talked with, Chris Linquist, actually, he made him be on the show. Oh, good. Um, he is going to Boston. And he's and he's doing all these energy saving plans for these big buildings. It's hmm. like he's he's in Boston right now, uh, only up till November. But they go in there and they'll just go like, yeah, we'll we'll change all this out for you, change all your lights out, and they do all this energy energy saving stuff for yeah. for businesses all over wow. New England. Yep. Interesting. Yep. But there is a tax incentive out there right now for solar solar panels and stuff. Oh, for good, your house. good, good, good. So yeah, just to let you know, go for it, go now, go go. <laughs> While, while while it while it lasts, no, yeah. no, you save money on ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so heating and cooling systems. Um, so you know if you've got propane, does yeah. that that work better in your favor for the the re- resale? Um, natural gas is the best for okay. us. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and again, obviously, depending on if you're in New Hampshire, a lot of New Hampshire is oil. Um, or propane because they don't have natural gas. So um, propane. It's, propane, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all what is whatever is conforming to the town. Yeah, but but okay. gas, but gas is obviously the best. Same with, you know, sewer and septic. You know, you want to if, if your town has the public hookup. You know, definitely do it. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely beneficial. They're putting yeah. the new septic in my system, uh, in my house. Yeah, in, in my system. <laughs> in my, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Still rattled. It's been a day, Jen. But they're putting new they're putting a new uh, a state of the art system going into my my property because we're near the water and stuff. So yeah. uh, I'm sure that will improve the value of the house. You know? So here's the thing with that. If your septic is failing, you need a yeah. new septic. It's not right. gonna make the value of your house go up. The price of what you paid for the septic it's going to make you resale when you go to sell it you know we just we just we don't go like line item line item. the same thing like if you if your heating system's broke you need a new one your toilet's broke you need a new one it's, it's maintenance on your house you know your roof is leaking you need a new roof you know um, okay. it doesn't necessarily mean the value of your house is going to appreciate the amount that you're putting into it she's bossy yeah right you know what I mean? oh she yeah. got two kids yeah <laughs> Just do it. She thinks she's talking about no, I mean, yeah. if, if, if you were selling your house, oh my God, that's a, the, the best selling feature, especially where you are, Jim, because you there's depth, there's no a public service available there. So um, nope. having a new septic system is huge, yeah. you know, and we make note of that in the report. Um, it's just hard to compare that to a comparable sale unless they have, a, we, we just group it in condition wise altogether and make adjustments okay. that way. We don't individually say new septic, 10,000, new toilet, 2000. You know what I mean? Like it's just, right. it's, not, it's not itemized like that. Okay. That makes uh, sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've seen you work. I've seen you in action and she, dude, she's like, really? Bang. Oh yeah. No boy. Yeah, yeah. No boy. Uh, she's doing it. She's like. She's looking and she's writing at the same time. Oh it's my like, god! It's like shorthand. It's yeah. just like, yeah. it's just right. nail it. She's nailing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Well, she's been doing it for over fifteen years. So, right. You know. Yep. You know, fifteen. Yeah. Absolutely. Fifteen. Yeah. We're gonna say fifteen. <laughs> We're gonna say fifteen. <laughs> so what is it? What does an average uh, appraisal take? How long? Oh, I'll now we finish. Start, start to, to finish. finish. Yeah. Um. Maybe three hours. Three hours. Yeah. 
when the paperwork is submitted after you go to the house and you appraise yeah, it, you're that's, that's doing like the inspection and then sitting down and doing the report. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's like, good. I thought it'd be like, you know, it's six day. hours or yeah, seven hours. No, hours. no, no. Three. I would say three. Yeah. Not okay. an average three. Because right. you have to remember, if you're doing them in towns that you are that you stay in, you have so much data in your, you know, and what you've been doing in the past. You know, you you have all the information. You know what I mean? So it, it that that's why I always say it's so good to stay in a local. You know, where you've where you pull comps and you're like, you can write in your report. I've been in that house. I've you know, I've been in five of those houses that I'm putting in the appraisal. So you know, yeah. you have. That's definitely a plus. Huh. So something that somebody can do just to kind of get their house ready for an appraisal, just maybe like a fresh coat of paint, maybe clean the house, make it look nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I always say, like, I always tell people, like, you don't have to clean for me. Like, you know, we're really looking at the quality and the strike, you know, but I say that in hopes that the house is like tidy and picked. Like I, I don't need them to, you know, wash the windows and I mean, but it, it should be done. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, I just feel bad. Cause I know so many people are so busy and, you know, and I don't, I don't want that to delay the appraisal, um, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, cleaning, uh, definitely cleaning and having it mm-hmm. tidy. And, you know um, yeah, I go into some really, I was going to say, houses. have you ever been in a hoarder's house? Yes, I bought a hoarder's house, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yep, I bought Look a hoarder's house. stuff she had. Yeah. I, I got it. It took me a year. Yeah. I got it. Wow. Um, yeah. Because so for, for an appraiser, you have to look at a property and be like, just because you don't like the color of the walls or the, you know, you have to see past that. Um, or the or the home decor that people you know decorate, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to see past that's right. that's just cosmetics, and any any of that stuff can be changed and completely change the look of a house. Sure. You know, same thing with people cluttering their houses. You yeah. know, um, so yeah, I would I would say clean, um, and just just sort of put away the clutter and. And make sure that your heat and your hot water are working. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> that's, that's, that helps. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't believe how many times I go in houses that the people don't have any oil, so the heat's not working. And then I have to go back. And the other thing is, like, doing multifamilies, a lot of times, you know, I tell my customers that, you know, I have to get into every room of the house, and then you get to the house, and it's a three-family, and a lot of the times the people's doors are locked, and then... Uh you can't get in. And then I tell them I'm charging them a hundred dollars to come back. And then they flip out on me and I'm like, well, I already told you that I needed to get into every room and this is why, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't, you can't appraise something if you can't see it. Right. And the bank requires us to go into every room. So it's their guide. It's not, it's not my rule. It's their rule. And I just follow those rules. So did you ever go into a room and someone's sleeping? (laughs) Oh yes. Or or a big dog. Oh yes. Yes, and I'm sure other I got too. I got bit once in the butt by a Yorkie, oh. a little Yorkie. I was so yeah. embarrassed because I said, "Oh my God, I don't even have a war story." This little Yorkie bit me. It wasn't even like a big dog. How far, how far did you kick it? No, I didn't. <laughs> she just shook it off her butt. Get out of here! Oh. Oh 
Yeah. By a Yorkie. Yep. Little Yorkie. Yeah. Little nippy thing. But oh yeah. my God. So any other horror stories you got? I don't think so. I, I was trying to think of some, but I couldn't really think of. I love my job. I get to meet a lot of nice people. Yeah. Good. That's great. You know, yeah, a lot of nice people. Um, a lot of times, like when I go to their houses, they go, oh, you're the appraiser? Because they're expecting a man. And I'm like, yeah, I'm the appraiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, anybody get really angry with you because the house didn't appraise for what they want? Yes, I do have those people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would imagine yeah. so. Yeah. Yes. Especially right now where mm -hmm. stuff is going for crazy money. Yep. Um, and and it's, it, it's really about the real estate agents trying to educate their sellers that the whole process, because you wouldn't believe how many people are just, they think that a buyer comes in and they're going to pay this amount that it's a done deal and then stuff just falls apart and yeah and it always comes back to the appraiser because they always blame us it's our fault that their house <laughs> isn't selling for fifty thousand dollars more and right. you know so who, we're the who, do they, who do they complain to who do so they complain to they're, they're not even supposed to call me you know they're supposed to go through you you have a proper channel you're supposed to go through the bank so if they have right. a if you don't like the the value of your appraisal you have the right to you know, send information to the bank for, and the bank will reach out to us for a reconsideration of value. And they'll send us their data that they have that the, that the um, homeowner supplied to them. And we'll look over the data and then we just make an addendum in our report as to why we didn't use those sales um, mm -hmm. or we can add them and then, you know, change the value if we see fit. Um, right. Right. Yeah. Okay. But the chances of you changing, I mean, you were there, you saw it. Slim and none. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, what are they going to show you unless they just like remodeled it yeah. after you were there? And I'm, not, and I'm not saying that we we make mistakes and we, you know, they, sure. they may have been like a private sale that we didn't see or um, something that we missed. And that's mm -hmm. very possible. And, you know, we I'm, I'm all for admitting that and putting it in my report. Um, sure. But, you know, part of our job is to do the due diligence and to do all the research and, you know, right. figure out. Um, yeah. So, gotcha. Well, this was very this was educational very educational today. for me. Yes. Aww, thanks. I learned a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I never considered my job very interesting. <laughs> really? No, oh no. Very, very interesting. I can't tell you the number of you know the type of questions that we were asking you that we get asked on a regular basis. Yeah. Oh, so, sure. it's gonna yeah. be great to be able to you know answer those questions with some knowledge. And that, you know, Jen, we deal with this all the time when people are gonna sell their house, mm -hmm. and yeah. they're gonna like we're gonna we want to do all this, and I'm like. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't yep. do that. You know, you're never going to see that. Right. I mean, they want to spend I, I thousands. say this all the time when people ask me, I say, don't do it because let the person that's going to come in here, do it, customize it themselves. Yeah. They're going to rip it all apart anyway. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. You know, I, why I do it? I tell people, if you're going to do the kitchen, you're going to do your master bath. Are you going to be around for at least five to 10 years? If they say yeah. yes, that's it. Great. Enjoy it while you got it. Don't worry about resale. Yep. You know, if they say we're out of here in a year or two, I'm like, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> just, case, just case, wait. In, case in point, uh, when I was living in Old Lyme, my neighbors across the little where I was living um, redid their whole basement. And they did this beautiful cedar or wine cellar in mm. one big section. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And the paneling and everything, it was gorgeous, right? Yeah. Sold the house. The next day when the guy bought the house, had it gutted. Wow. Gutted it. Oh. Gutted mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. 
that was like, oh my god, that's just as bad as the ketchup. I mean, that was just like, how can you do that? And it's all full circle. I don't know how we got forty five minutes back to ketchup at the end of this, but somehow he did. I am positive. I'm I'm positive. I like me. And got started. People like me. People like me. I know oh, I deserve boy. this somewhat, some way. Some way. <laughs> well, Jen, we appreciate you hanging in there with oh us. God, thanks, oh, thanks for having me. That was Absolutely. fun. Oh, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. How do people find you? Um, so you can email me at j.deborrow at comcast.net. Okay. And we can go ahead and uh, post that on our Facebook page and everywhere yeah. else so people can just take a look. Okay. And then they can contact you directly if they need um, even some questions answered. Be happy to. That's very yeah, nice of you. Absolutely. you. All right, cool. Well, thanks for joining us. We really do appreciate it. You're welcome Thank back you. anytime, as long as you don't start eating sardines or mustard no. on your hot dog. Next right, time I'll- I'm on, I'm going to be eating a hot dog with ketchup. Nice. Right. Well, guess what? You'll get, all you're going to see is my cardboard cutout. <laughs> Even better. I can't yeah. wait. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay, Everybody, thanks for listening. Guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us. And uh, everybody remember, you give us a call during the week. You can leave us a voicemail. We're happy to answer your questions, send you a free mug, uh, or you can call on Tuesdays between uh, four and five. Yeah, you could. Yeah. So what's the phone number? Because I forgot it already. You don't remember the phone number? Nope. Oh, God. No. 860-248-248. Nope. Stud. 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 Which is? Which is 7833. Yeah. No. You had to think no. about 7883. <laughs> Or seven seven eight three. <laughs> it's one of those. Freaking stud. I see Jen looking at her phone right now, so maybe she's gonna bail us out nice. here. <laughs> no, all she's right, no, great. you're just over. You're already done with us. Sorry, forget it. Just, just remember, it's stud. She's calling right. her take. <laughs> That's all. That's all. All right, all right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you.